So here we are on the 11th of November, Armistice Day. And today it's a special day as we remember um, the cessation of the hostilities at the Western Front of World War I between the Allies and the German Empire. And later this morning, this church is going to be full of children and families and members of our church and members of the community all celebrating the peace and the life that we have been given to us. But now is the moment for us to perhaps reflect more quietly, more thoughtfully about not just the events of a hundred years ago, but what we can learn through this passage that we've just been listening to, particularly the Ephesians passage. In, in the passage, Paul uses very, two very strong images to teach us about peace. And the first is of a wall. In verse 14, it talks about a dividing wall of hostility. And of course, when uh, Paul was writing to the Ephesians, he was writing to Gentile believers. And we know that um, there was a, a, a divide, a barrier between the Jews and the Gentiles. Of course, in the Old Testament, the people of Israel were God's chosen people, and he had a special covenant relationship with them. But even in the Old Testament, there are plenty of times where the Israelites are told to be kind to the others, to be like a light for the Gentiles. And yet somehow, over time, a great contempt had grown for the Gentiles. There was a wall of hostility between the two groups. And in this passage, as Paul writes to the Gentiles, he describes them as being excluded, without hope, like foreigners and aliens. Excluded, without hope, foreigners and aliens. And those words resonate for us today because the world is still a place of walls, boundaries, borders, and divisions. Not a day goes past, does it, in the news where we hear about Brexit, trade barriers, boundaries, hard borders, and also those dear people, those refugees, those immigrants trying to find somewhere peaceful and safe to live, and yet running up against border after border and living in such miserable conditions. When we see those images, it hurts us deep inside, doesn't it? Because we know that's not the way it's meant to be. I haven't asked Mark about this, but this whole teaching series, he's called The King's Plan, and I suppose it reflects God's plan for the world. And I think he's sown deep inside us that we should be living united lives. We should be at peace with people and when we see wars happen, when we see civil war happen, when in our own families there are deep rifts and people not talking to each other, it causes deep, deep pain because we know that's not the way life was meant to be. And this passage talks about Jesus coming down to knock down the walls of hostility. 
this is a theme that Paul comes back to, not just in the Ephesians. In uh, Galatians, he says, There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave nor free. There is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ. And in Colossians, he says, God was pleased to have his fullness dwell in Jesus and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Jesus came to bring down these walls of division. Thinking about him um, bringing down walls gave me a fresh insight um, So when we read about the night of the resurrection, you know, when the disciples were met together, afraid of the Jews, hiding in a room, and Jesus came to them and said, peace be with you. Again, it's as if Jesus is shown by walking through locked doors, through walls. He transcends all barriers. God is love, and love does not love walls. And today it's really good for us to be coming together now in this special quiet moment to celebrate communion together because nothing more teaches us about the peace that Jesus brought for us. I read this this week. We belong to Christ because he has made peace. He doesn't merely teach about peace. He doesn't just preach peace or encourage peace but because in his own body he has made peace and broken down the enmity and the purpose the purpose of his life and death is to create a single new humanity in Christ a humanity of peace I have a friend who for many years would not come forward to take communion here in church because she didn't think that she was worthy. She didn't think that she was good enough to come forward and receive communion. But we need to remember that here in the bread and in the wine, Jesus takes us as we are with all our fears, our lies, our betrayal, our cowardice, our shame, our pain, our isolation, our distances, our silences, our misunderstandings, our disloyalties. And he says, this is my body given for you as you are. And as we receive the communion, he will strengthen us in our struggles. He shares our burdens and he speaks peace into our minds when we feel troubled. And he puts the hope of eternal life in our hearts when we feel overshadowed. In spite of all these barriers that we may erect, the Eucharist is a sacrament of unity, joining us all together in the same triumphant joy that the presence of the risen Lord gives to his whole church. So Jesus came down to knock away these walls of hostility. But there's a second image in that reading that we had from the Ephesians. 
And in that image, in a way, the rubble of that old wall is being built again into a new structure, into a new building. It's like those old stones are being rebuilt into a kind of a temple, a place where God's spirit dwells. A place that speaks of his peace and his reconciliation. And I love that little bit about how it's building on the foundations of what went before. The foundations laid by the prophets in the Old Testament and the apostles. Probably like many of you, I've been reading about the events of 100 years ago and I was particularly interested to know what was going on here in Western 100 years ago. And I know some of you will be greater experts than me, certainly. But I was reading about how... Of course, when the war started in 1914, everyone thought it'd be over by Christmas, but by the next year, there was no sign of it stopping, and there were so many people who were being injured um, in the battles that they needed to create more hospital spaces for the soldiers to be treated in. And um, in May 1915, the mayor of Bath received a a telegram asking him to uh, make space for some of the injured soldiers. And so he straight away promised 150 beds at the Royal United Hospital, which of course then was in the centre of Bath. But very quickly they realised they needed far more places, far more hospital beds. And Bath, it was um, decided, was a great place to send um, the injured soldiers, partly because we're so near to Southampton, hadn't thought about that. It had two railway lines then, And, most importantly, it had a large body of resident medical men, physician and surgeons. Because Bath has such a long history of being a place where people came for healing and for health. And so just one year later, in 1916, um, a hospital for 500 people was set up on the empty fields of Coombe Park, just down the road there. And what touched me also when I read about it, a year later, they had a flower competition there, and that made me think of our gardening society and seeing lovely Bernard and Jane down there testing all the, um, tending all the flower uh, urns and pots near the hospital. They're carrying on a long tradition of health and healing and well-being in the grounds of the hospital that all of us benefit from today. I thought that was a lovely pitch of Western being a can-do place, a place of healing and well-being. And that makes me want to continue that story. There's that lovely expression of standing on the shoulders of giants, isn't there? And we want, in our community, for this to be a place where, um, where we remember not just the story of the hospital, but we've all got our own memories of people who served lots of family stories, people who served, those who who gave their lives. But we want to make the most of this life that we've been given, to be building something special that speaks of the peace and the love of God for all people. I'm going to finish with a prayer, and this is a prayer that um, I used with a few others earlier this week on Tuesday, which is another little part of the story of Western that you might be interested to know about. Again, back more than 100 years ago, the um, 
the building that's used by the library and the snooker club was given to the community by the vicar here at that time, the rector at the time, as a place, um, uh, probably a more wholesome place for the young men of the village to hang out. And so the snooker club is still there, and below has been the library, another great place for all of us to enjoy. And as you know, sadly, with all the cuts, the council can't afford to keep running it, so volunteers have taken on the running of the library. And the only way to maintain it is by renting out the back half of the library that was as office space. And the Life Project, the charity that I work for with people with learning disabilities, has taken on that office space. And again, it feels very special to be in a building that so long ago was given to the community. And we want to continue that work, giving people purposeful uh, opportunities to live life to the full. This is a prayer that we used as we moved into that space for the first time. But as I close, I wonder if you could just think about the place where you spend most time in the week. Think about this week coming up. Maybe it's your home. Maybe it's your place of work. Maybe it's a community that you belong to. And let's ask God again to fill that place with his peace. So let's pray together. God, may you give your blessing to this place which we're imagining now. God, bless it from the roof to the floor, from wall to wall, from end to end, from its foundation and in its covering. May all be welcomed here, friend and stranger, from near and far. May each be blessed and honoured as they enter. Peace be here in the name of the King of life, the peace of Christ above all peace, the Lord's blessing over all. In the strong name of the triune God, all evil be banished, all disturbance cease, captive spirits freed, God's spirit alone dwell within these walls. We call upon the sacred three to save, shield, and surround this place, this day and every day. Amen.